Hello, this is Jude from NewsLaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Monday, the 21st of November. Eight people were killed on Sunday night after a truck rammed into a religious procession in Bihar's Vaishali district, PTI reported. Seven were children. The driver of the truck, who apparently lost control of the vehicle on the Manar Hajipur Highway, is undergoing treatment at Patna Medical College and Hospital, and his condition is said to be stable. The accident led to a protest by residents of the area who accused the police of not reaching the spot on time, PTI reported. An unidentified police officer said that at first, villagers refused to let the police take the bodies for post-mortem examination. Then they finally agreed after senior officials of the district administration and police convinced them and distributed 20,000 rupees each to the next of kin of the deceased for the last rites. Bihar Chief Minister Nitish Kumar expressed grief over the accident and directed the district administration to ensure proper treatment of those injured. He also announced a compensation of Rs 5 lakh for the families of those killed. Prime Minister Narendra Modi announced an ex-gratia of Rs 2 lakh each for the kin of the deceased and Rs 50,000 to the injured people. The Archaeological Survey of India, or ASI today, told the Allahabad High Court that it appears that carbon dating of a shivling-like structure found inside Gyanwapi Mosque cannot be conducted, Live Law reported. The agency said carbon dating was not possible as the object was a non-living thing that does not contain fossils. The submissions were made before the High Court in a plea challenging a Varanasi Court's order of October 14th, rejecting Hindu worshippers' plea for conducting a scientific probe of the shivling reportedly found inside Gyanwapi Mosque premises. A group of Hindu litigants had petitioned the court to inspect the object inside the mosque, which they claim is a shivling, an idol depicting the Hindu god Shiva. However, the Anjuman Intazamya Masjid Committee, the caretaker of the mosque, claims the object is a fountainhead in the Wazu Khana or ablution tank. The ASI also sought three months to submit its DG's opinion as to whether a safe evaluation of the age of the shivling could be done through a scientific method. The High Court, however, refused to grant the request and posted the matter for hearing on November 30th. Activist Umar Khalid, jailed in connection with the 2020 Delhi riots case, has sought interim bail for two weeks to attend his sister's wedding, Live Law reported. The Delhi High Court had denied bail to Khalid on October 18th, saying the allegations against him were prima facie true and he could not be bailed under the Unlawful Activities Prevention Act or UAPA. The former student's leader was booked under the Arms Act and the Prevention of Damage to Property Act for allegedly fueling the riots in the national capital. The case pertains to clashes that had broken out on February 23rd and February 26th, 2020, between supporters of the Citizenship Amendment Act and those opposing it in Northeast Delhi. The carnage left 53 people dead and hundreds injured. The Delhi police claimed the violence was part of a larger conspiracy to defame Prime Minister Narendra Modi's government and was hatched by those who organized the protests against the citizenship law. The Delhi police had arrested Khalid in the supposed conspiracy case on September 13, 2020 and filed a charge sheet against him on November 22, the same year. On November 18, Additional Sessions Judge Amitabh Rawat had listed Khalid's fresh bail application for hearing on November 25, and sought a response from the prosecution. While denying him bail last month, the High Court claimed the demonstrations planned by Khalid and other activists against CAA and the National Register of Citizens 
were not a typical protest, but far more destructive. The aftermath of the 2020 Delhi violence left few eyewitnesses and weak police investigations, as many victims failed to identify the culprits, while police remained too busy to maintain diary entries as they tried to contain the mobs. This was the pattern in most cases that saw acquittals in court. Of the total 757 cases, 28 have resulted in acquittals and discharged so far. News Laundry analyzed 14 cases in which 11 men in total were acquitted. To know more about this, please read my colleague Shiv Narayan Rajpurohit's report titled Behind Many Acquittals, Absence of Diary Entry, Witnesses and Sudden Identifications. For many more reports like this, please go to newslaundry.com and support what we do. While you're there, do read and watch our ground reports and videos from Himachal and Gujarat. This week and the next, Atul, Manisha, Tareem and I will be in Gujarat for another election show and reporters Shiv Narayan and Basant will bring stories from the ground. We don't depend on anyone for ads, but only on you, dear listeners, who fund us. We are an independent news organization. Please join the News Laundry community and pay to keep news free. On Sunday, a case was filed against an upper caste man in Karnataka after a group of villagers allegedly, quote-unquote, purified a tank with cow urine after a Dalit woman allegedly drank water from its tap. The incident took place on November 19th in the Chamarajanagar district. On November 18th, a woman belonging to a scheduled caste was attending a marriage function at the Hegotara village in Karnataka's Chamarajanagar district, drank water from a water tank in an area where upper caste people live. Outraged, they released all the water from the tank and cleaned it with cow mutra, or cow urine, which is considered holy by some. I.E. Baswaraj, the local tehsildar, told NDTV that the water tank was cleaned, but he couldn't confirm if it was done with cow mutra adding that no one had seen the woman drinking water from the tank and she hasn't been traced so far. Mr. Baswaraj said, and I quote, We are trying to identify and locate her. Once it happens, we will file a case of discrimination. Unquote. An earthquake of magnitude 5.6 hit Indonesia on Monday, killing at least 56 people and leaving 700 people injured, NDTV reported. According to a data from the United States Geological Survey, the Sianjur region in the country's West Java province was identified as the epicenter of the earthquake. The tremors reportedly emerged at a shallow depth of 10 kilometers. According to Indonesia's National Disaster Mitigation Agency chief, Suharyanto, the regional hospital in Sianjur collapsed due to the earthquake, which caused the majority of the deaths. Because of Indonesia's position on the Pacific Ring of Fire, where tectonic plates collide, it has been experiencing frequent seismic and volcanic activity leading to earthquakes and tsunamis. Previously, in 2004, a 9.1 magnitude earthquake triggered a tsunami, which resulted in the deaths of around 1.7 lakhs in Indonesia. In 2018, a 7.5 magnitude earthquake resulted in a tsunami that left over 4,300 people dead or missing in Indonesia. A magnitude 6.2 earthquake in 2021 killed over 100 people and injured nearly 6,500 in West Sulawesi province. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. 
to catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.